0: It is Average Joe's episode, I think this is episode 16, could be 17, I don't know. Uh, Week 5, welcome back. How you doing?
1: Great week so far. I'm I'm really excited for the game tonight, Rams Seahawks. It's going to be a great Thursday night game. Probably a lot better for the casual NFL fan than last week. Um, But I think this, I know you're going to argue with that, this slate of NFL games this week, I really like it really like this Bengals game we'll get into it in a minute, but
0: I don't think the Thursday night game is better you, you know why because do you see the ratings that Bengals Jags pulled last week
1: I you know what and if you'd have told me that before the game I would have said you're on you're you're on something because there's no way that Bengals Jags is the highest rated Thursday night game in years so it just doesn't make a lot of sense
0: it do not make a whole lot of sense but that's the way it was uh Bengals Jags I don't have it in front of me and I really don't care to spend time valuable time uh looking at it because we've both got stuff to do but uh ratings were out of this world amazing and let's just open the preview by saying if the Bengals win on Sunday um I think there's a high 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 likelihood that we get the Bengals back on prime time relatively soon either at Baltimore or home against Cleveland so um this Sunday is a big matchup. If if you aren't convinced that the Pittsburgh game was Zach Taylor's biggest of his tenure, I think this is definitely the biggest one. Um, just what are your initial thoughts on – oh, interesting score bug on Fox, new score bug. Um, what are your thoughts on just what do the Packers present? I mean, it's obviously a huge challenge for the Bengals on Sunday.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I, just to say something about your point that you just made um, – I think as Zach Taylor continues to win, I think each win in each obstacle is the biggest of his career. Cause I think that, you know, the more they win, the closer they are to becoming who I think they think they can be. I think the games uh, mean more. And I get it. That Pittsburgh game, first division win first, first row division, win. my bad. Um, really big. But I think that, you know, the, this green Bay game is, is, it's probably the turning. It, it, it could be the first turning point of the season because you win this game you're 4 and 1 you got the lions next and then you got the jets in the next two weeks so i think you have a really good shot if you win this game on sunday to put yourself up in a really good position before that bye week and what was that week 10 week 10 yeah. bye so i think this this is a pivotal and it's also we talked about this on monday um you know it it's it's a test it, it we played let's be honest four not so not so good teams
0: haven't and played this is
1: anybody. The first, yeah. I mean, and you could argue the Vikings are okay. Um, the Bears defense is good, but you know, it, it, really this is the first real offense and defense that we played. So this could be a really good test.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't really have any much more to add to that. I will say that this is definitely a game that can be had for the Bengals. I know it's Aaron Rodgers and in my opinion, and, and I'm sure this is opinion is not unique to me. I think Aaron Rodgers is – If it's either him or Patrick Mahomes are the best quarterbacks in the NFL because Aaron Rodgers can make any single throw at any single time. Um, and at the line of scrimmage, he is in absolute command of his offense. Um, so this is a challenge not only for the defense, but on the Bengals' offensive side of the ball, Kenny Clark, Rash- Ra- Rashawn Gary, uh, their group of safeties are – right up there with the Bengals with Amos and Savage. This is going to be a great challenge. And Matt LaFleur is, is a pretty damn good coach. So, um, it, you know, it, it is equal parts to me, uh, measuring sick game, but it's also, um, if the, you're serious about being a playoff contender and doing these things this season, this is a game you win because it's a team in your house. Um, and you're, you, you're coming off this mini bye week that, Everybody touts is always such an advantage. Um, You know, this is a game that can very much be had for the Bengals. And it's evidence, I mean, Las Vegas has them as a three-point underdog. Whereas I I think a lot of people would look at this game and say, Green Bay should be minus five or six. Um, And Vegas tells you it's plus three for the Bengals. That doesn't tell you it's going to be a close game. But to me, I look at that and I say, okay, I'm starting to feel more confident about maybe – feeling confident about the Bengals because I'm clearly not the only one that feels that way.
1: No. And I think it's kind of nice to see. We've always been really optimistic, but it's kind of nice to see Vegas kind of being optimistic on the Bengals as well. You know, you're right. The line really realistically probably should be five or six, you know, for green Bay. But I I think they're kind of scared because I think they, I think the public really believes in this Bengals team. You know, I think a lot of betters believe in this Bengals team because of how explosive this offense can be. And we'll get into it in a little bit, but, you know, if Joe Mixon is not healthy this week, I think that is going to be – that that could really hurt this team.
0: Yeah. Um, so why don't we just hop right into it, some injury notes, news and notes. Um, first of all, right off the bat, before we get into injuries, though, Joe Burrow, AFC Offensive Player of the Week, Joe Burrow, FedEx uh, Air Player of the Week, not really much else to say. The dude was unreal on Thursday night, and if you watched – that mic'd up um, that is and we talked about this in the last episode he is bringing an edge and bringing swagger to the Bengals um, and, and it's something we haven't seen in forever but injury notes wise uh, Bates Higgins Awuzie, um, all three of those guys Bates and Higgins especially I think Awuzier all expected to be back on Sunday how big is that I think it's less so T. Higgins because Green Bay, we'll get to them. Their secondary is pretty beat up. But having Bates and Awuja back for this offense is so big.
1: Oh, it's so, so big. I think – And Ricardo Allen,
0: that was the one I was trying to think of. Is Ricardo
1: Allen going to play this week?
0: Uh, I don't know if he's going to play. He was activated and is able to start practicing. Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. I don't know.
1: Yeah, so at least – so at least we're thinking Bates and Higgins play. And Ouzier, um
0: I think Woozie can. Yeah, he's
1: going to play it too. I think having everyone in the secondary is going to be – give us the best chance to win. Because we're going to need everybody available, including Trey Waynes, who's back now, to, you know, try to stop this passing game. And um, Valdez Scantling for uh, the Packers is on IR. So they're missing him this week. They still have Devontae Adams. They still have Tunyon. You know, they still have Randall Cobb. But, uh, yeah, I I, I think the Jesse Bates and Awuzie coming back is bigger than Higgins, but also having Higgins there never hurts. It's having three –
0: Here you go. Uh, 40 seconds ago, the injury report from today. Hopkins, Mixon, Deontay Smith, and Xavier Suofilo all did not practice. Uh, Awuzie, Higgins, Stanley Morgan, Joby, Mike Thomas, and Trey Waynes all went limited. Bates full. So Bates is playing – I would imagine – Owoosier and Higgins are going to play. Um, don't like to see Trey Waynes on the injury report at any point in time um, based on his history so far with the Bengals. But uh, all looks like good news, and you're going to need it because they, Green Bay has obviously Devontae Adams. But those lesser role players that they have on their in their receiving core, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, you mentioned Mar- Marquez Valdez-Gantley, are all guys that can absolutely eviscerate a game plan, and so yeah. like you said, it's going to be very important for the Bengals secondary to have all their guys available because they're going to need to be able to throw everything they got at this Green Bay offense on Sunday. Yeah, and I think
1: I think a key a key thing this week is um, I think with you know Josh Myers is limited in practice, I think he's going to play, but also I think that Trey Hendrickson is going to be big this week. I think he can add some pressure. Um, You know, we need pressure this week. That's the only way, really, you can beat Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers have not been able to run the ball well at all. So I think Bengals' strength is stopping the run, and they've been okay against the pass. But I think if you can, I don't know, get a little bit of pressure on Rodgers, you're going to give yourself a better shot. Because if you don't get any pressure on him, he's he's going to dice you. I mean, he's as you said top two three quarterback in the nfl probably him mahomes and brady's and especially pre-snap he's probably top two with with brady so he's gonna dicey up you can't really confuse him that much but if you get pressure on him he does not like getting hit he'll fold he can't move as well as he used to so i think that's really our only shot at stopping green bay this week
0: yeah. And then switching to the green Bay side of injuries, and then we can kind of overall talk about the game plan a little bit. Jair Alexander is definitely going to be out. It looks like he might be out even potentially long-term a couple of months, which I mean, that's not our problem, but just giving a reference point there. Um, I don't know the situation with Kevin King, even if he does play, that dude is terrible. So I feel comfortable throwing any of our receivers against him. Yeah. Um, And then on their offensive line, you mentioned Josh Myers. I expect him to play as well. But Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari, I mean, Bakhtiari's been out, but it looks like Jenkins isn't going to play this week either, which is huge because their offensive line, even with Jenkins was a little bit shaky. Now without him, it's going to be very uh, important for the Bengals to take advantage in that facet of the game. Uh, One thing I wanted to point out was how important I think it's going to be on Sunday for – Logan Wilson, Akeem Davis-Gather, Jermaine Pratt to all be on their A-games because, you know, not only does Green Bay have Devontae Adams, who is obviously known, known quantity, we know he is amazing. They also have Tunyon, who is really good, and Aaron Jones coming out of the backfield is lethal. Um, Especially with Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. So, we're going to need these linebackers to be on our A game, but also their linebackers. I think that's going to be a very important matchup to watch in this game, uh, both when the Bengals have the ball and when Green Bay has the ball as linebackers against running backs and tight ends. Uh, I mean, do you have any real thoughts on that? I, it feels like a very important matchup in this game because receivers and quarterbacks are going to get theirs regardless. It, yeah, it's absolutely. I think. Limit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and Devontae Adams and see the the, the problem is Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are so good that if you bracket them for 90 if you bracket you know with a safety in a corner uh if you bracket them, you know, DeVonte Adams 90% of the game, that 10% that you don't, he's going to he's he's going to rack up 5-6 catches just because of the way that Rodgers and him have that connection and just you know how intelligent they are. Uh, you, you, you can't really get caught lacking with Devonta Adams. He's going to get his six, seven, eight receptions. There's nothing you can really do about it. But I do think I agree with you. Akeem Davis-Gaither um, is going to have to either, you know, step up or it's going to have to be, you know, I, I don't I, Jermaine Pratt, because I, I don't think Logan Wilson will be able to guard uh, Aaron Jones one-on-one. I like how Logan Wilson's been playing, but I don't think he's good enough in coverage to really cover uh, Aaron Jones one-on-one. But, yeah, I think Akeem Davis-Gaither is going to be really important this week because Aaron Jones – I mean, we saw what what game was that? It wasn't the line. Was the Lions game? He had four touchdowns. Yeah, and he was he was catching the ball of the backfield on those short passes. I it's going to be really important this week to stop Aaron Jones and stop the running game because they haven't been able to run the ball. So yeah. you get pressure, stop the run game, see what happens.
0: Yeah, I, I think it can't be understated how big the mini buy is before a game like this. I mean. I feel like there's a difference, and, and I don't think I'm alone in this. There's a difference between getting a bye week before playing Green Bay and a difference in getting a bye week and then going to play Cleveland or a division opponent. Mm-hmm. Green Bay, I think I expect, and, you know, it's, I think it's hard to place expectations on on our boy Lou, but I expect there to be a lot of exotic looks that the Bengals trot out on Sunday. try to confuse or, or make Aaron Rodgers think a little bit and let that defensive line get home. Um, you know, whether that be running more three-man fronts and and bringing more pressure with guys like Pratt or or something like that, or whether that be stacking the box, I don't know what the answer is, but I expect to see a lot of different exotic looks from the Bengals on Sunday. And now that they appeared for the first time in it seems like years to have a full complement of defensive backs, I think there's going to be a lot of times where we see a lot of heavy rotations uh, running in and out of the game which can only help the Bengals with with fresh bodies against these receivers. So, you know, while it is Aaron Rodgers and, like you said, he's going to get his on Sunday and, and there's really nothing the Bengals can do about that, I think there is, there is an opportunity for this defense. You know, they haven't played a great offense yet. There's definitely an opportunity on Sunday for not only them to prove themselves, but also for them to um, show – some different things that they've been working on. I mean, part of the hallmark of Lou Anarumo's defense is being exotic and mixing up looks. I mean, they talked about going five-man front against, uh, it was either Pittsburgh or Minnesota, and they didn't have any idea that that was even coming. So these exotic looks, I think, are going to be a huge help for the Bengals on Sunday. And you're only really able to do that coming off this mini bye week, uh, which is such a big deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I think it's just, I think it's a really important week to see if the defense is real because, as you said, haven't played a real defense or a real offense. Um, you know, and, and I guess that, that's not fair to say. I think the Vikings' offense is actually pretty good. Their weapons are good. I know we had this, we had this argument about Kirk Cousins, but I really don't think they're that. They're,
0: o, they're okay. L- l- let me just quell this real quick. Their O line is garbage. They're Game planners and their coordinators are terrible on offense, and Kirk Cousins is Andy Dalton. So, yes, their receivers are awesome, and Dalvin Cook is awesome. They don't have a tight end, they don't have an O line, and they don't have a quarterback.
1: I still, th- I still, I still, I still think that offense is likely average. So, and, and I, and I, I know Packers offense is top five offense, but I, I'll, I'll fight to the death about that Vikings offense.
0: <laughs> well, you're going to be the only one fighting on that hill because. The way they've played against some of their some of the teams they've played is downright horrendous. I, mean, I don't yeah, think, to be, I don't think Brown's it. defense is that bad, but you should get way more than seven points.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, especially when Baker looks like, you know, you or I out there trying to s- toss pigskin
0: around. So Looks like a little sh- – well, more like myself than you because you actually have experience throwing <laughs> the ball and getting hit. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think we lost our – of thought here. I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but um, I think this is also a very big game. DJ Reader, um, Josh Myers, uh, rookie up the middle. Um, you know, he's very savvy. He played three years at Ohio State, but he's a rookie in the NFL. I don't, he hasn't probably seen somebody like DJ Reader who is that big. So I think it's going to be a very important, like you said, to clog those gaps and force, as stupid as it sounds. Make Aaron Rodgers beat you, because if they can yeah. do the play action, it's over.
1: Yeah, I know. If they can do the play action, it's over. And we've seen in the past, how do you beat Aaron Rodgers? You run the ball effectively, you don't turn the ball over, and you get pressure on them. That's the three keys. And I think they really – honestly, I know they're only three-point dogs, and I know it's a home game, but we know I, – I, I mean, I went to the last Packers game that was in Cincy – Packers fans travel so it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of Packers fans in Paul Brown Stadium on Sunday and they I really think they need to do all three of those things I think they need to not turn the ball over Joe Burr needs to be smart I think regardless of who's playing running back I don't care if it's Samaje, I don't care if it's Chris Evans I don't care if it's Mixon need to run the ball effectively and then you know you need to get pressure because Aaron can't run like he used to like he's not
0: I just thought of this as well their defense hasn't played anybody either. Saints, 49ers, Lions, and Steelers. That's far that's far from a murderers row of offenses. If I agree. You, if you're gonna tell me the Saints are the best offense in that group, and I agree with you. Um, um I would argue it's 49ers, but not with Jimmy Garoppolo, it's not. There's no way. No, I agree. I agree
1: with you. I I agree. I agree with that. I agree
0: with that. Um yeah. so they've played far from a murderers row, and the fact that they played all four of those. Offenses with Jair Alexander, Um, I really – so not to get ahead of ourselves into predictions, that's why I took the three-and-a-half points with the Bengals. Feels like this is a shootout. It feels like this is Joe Burrow trying to keep pace with Aaron Rodgers because for all the praise we've heaped on the Bengals' defense, I don't think they are nearly good enough to hold Aaron below 30. So – I think this is a game where we see Joe Burrow cook, as they say in in the NFL business. Um, And I'm really looking forward to that because especially with Mixon out, the game plan is going to have to be put the ball in Joe's hands and let him facilitate. And that's the great thing about having T Higgins back because there is no way on earth that the Bengals probably won't be able to stop uh, Aaron Rodgers but I have more faith in the Bengals' defense stopping Aaron Rodgers than I do in the Green Bay defense stopping Joe Burrow because Green Bay, one, they haven't played anybody on defense, and two, the Lions were going up and down the field against them in the first half. So I have a lot of faith that Joe Burrow is going to have a great game Sunday. I, just, I am not ready yet to say that this defense is in that echelon that can hold Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah. And, and I, and I agree with that. And I, and you know what, we saw it week one with the Packers, you know, as, as good as Aaron Rodgers is, you know, I, and I, I mean, we saw them fight back against the Lions, but against the Lions. I, I, I think if we could get ahead early, I think there'd be a, a, a potential for them to quit. They kind of quit week one, like the Packers, they, the Packers threw in the towel week. Yeah, one. Yeah, they, the they did. They
0: threw in the towel, but I, that seems like a one-off thing because they could have quit against the lions too. They were down 14 to seven to the lions. I think.
1: I agree. But that, but that was a, that was a, that was a primetime game. That was a Monday night game. I, I think it's just, I think it's different. I think that, you know, they're kind of, I mean we saw it a couple of years ago with the Packers and the NFC championship. They're kind of, and I don't want to say they're soft, but they are, I mean, they're kind of soft when it comes to, you know, mentality. They're not well.
0: great against adversity. I will. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. I really,
1: I really don't think they're very good against adversity. And now, now to kind of counter that point that I just made, if Mixon doesn't play this week, it's going to be really hard for us to to maintain that lead
0: if, if we were to get one. So, yeah, that's going to be the key for me. And I know it sounds like I'm being an absolute idiot in saying something like this, but if the Bengals can jump out and get an early three nothing, seven nothing lead, and allow that defense to play with the lead and put – not sacrifice the entire game plan to put pressure on Rodgers, but apply a little bit more pressure, maybe do a little more something exotic. I think that could really open the game up for the Bengals because I really don't have any faith that Green Bay can uh, do a whole lot to stop the Bengals, and I don't have a lot of faith that the Bengals can do a whole lot to stop Green Bay. So – if you're going to get in that situation, I think this turns into whoever has the ball last wins type of game. Um, maybe that's me having too much faith in Joe Burrow, but I'll die on that hill because that's, he's, he's our quarterback. Um, but I really think this is a game where even if the Bengals lose, I think this is a game where we start to wake up and the country starts to wake up and say, OK, you know, the Bengals, like I said on Monday's episode, the Bengals are frisky. OK, they're frisky.
1: Yeah, I think it's you know I I sent something in our group chat today. I was watching the uh, the Kurt the Kurt Warner film breakdown on YouTube. He does a couple of clips a week, and he did one on Joe Burrow. And um, yeah, and the, like you said, like the national media, it's kind of weird to think that the Bengals have made the playoffs seven of the last fifteen years, and people and and people really don't remember that. I think it's it's not not it's not not normal for the. Uh, the for, for the Bengals to be winning games and be above 500, so I think people saying that the Bengals are going to fall off, and I get it, I get it. The team was way better then. I understand, I know, and I'm I'm riding this train high right now. But I really believe in Joe Burrow, I really do, and I really think we can win this game on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I was I was watching that conversation happen in the group chat, and uh, the only thing I have to add is that, and I almost tweeted this out. I almost tweeted this out. Uh, It was either today or yesterday when I saw, did you see the Peter King quote? No, I didn't see the Peter King King quote. So Peter King, who's on the committee that votes to get guys in the hall of fame said that players from Cincinnati will not get into the hall of fame because they played for Cincinnati. You think I'm lying? Look it up on Twitter. He actually said that on Mike Florio's podcast.
1: Um, Well, that's the first problem you're listening to. Well, I guess you didn't. Oh, no,
0: no, no. no. I was not listening to it. I saw the clip on Twitter. I will never give that man any of my ratings.
1: Yeah, 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 no, no, Um,
0: absolutely. But bring that point back to what we were just talking about. I wanted to tweet and I wanted to say, listen, you know, the Bengals I don't think are going to make the playoffs this year. I'm not buying the fool's gold that much. No, But whenever it happens and whenever they win a playoff game and whenever Joe Burrow does take the Bengals to a Super Bowl and win that Super Bowl because it's going to happen, I don't want anybody from this national media circus, I don't want any pats on the back, I don't want any praise. You go on about your life because you never want the Bengals to be good. I'm talking to you, national media, who none of you are listening to this, but I'm going to say it anyways. You can piss off because I don't want your sport. Okay. Everybody wants to act, and and literally every quote that came out of the media last week after that Joe Burrow game was, oh, Joe Burrow's great, but he's never going to win anything in Cincinnati because it's Cincinnati. To hell with that narrative, first of all, because that's just blatantly false. You want to talk about not winning anything? I didn't see that narrative when, um, well, maybe it was, but Twitter wasn't a thing. Matthew Stafford in Detroit didn't see that narrative. And there are countless other situations, Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. I don't see that narrative. So small soliloquy and small sidebar that really irked me this week. And relating it to the discussion in the group chat earlier, the Bengals are going to continually get dumped on until they win a playoff game. So I'm at ease with that. But the second they do win a playoff game and somebody wants to say, Oh my God, the Bengals are awesome. No, you can, I, I really want to use a cuss word, but I'm not. Family friendly. I mean it's yeah, that's that's what I'm
1: I agree. No, I I I absolutely agree with that. I now to be fair, I don't think I don't think a lot of people really pay attention to the Bengals. It's a lot of and me, what listen to the national media, it's a lot and I'm talking a lot of lazy takes. A lot of lazy takes, a lot of not really knowing what's going on. You know, not understanding the last 10 years of four division titles, not really understanding that. And I get it. No playoff wins. I get it. I'm well aware. I'm just saying it's a very, very lazy take to group the Bengals in with the lions. And No,
0: no. see, I disagree. The Bengals are the lions of the AFC.
1: That's not true. That's the Browns that for, for the last 30 years.
0: No, I disagree. No, I, I, I don't. I, but here's
1: the thing: I don't. I don't. The, the Bengals have had winning seasons, though.
0: Okay, so have the Lions. The Lions have been to the playoffs. You know who had the two longest playoff droughts in the in the NFL: the Bengals and the Lions. I get that the Browns just won one last year, and it's kind of like, okay, now they've somehow elevated to being a top ten franchise, and and I don't know how that's the case, but um, the Bengals and the Lions are one and the same. And until one of them wins a playoff game, they are. Uh, And up until the Browns won a playoff game last year, it was the Browns also in that group. Um, I mean, there is – the NFL is obviously very tiered. And I would say in the lower tier of franchises, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, the Bengals, the Lions, the Jags. I agree. um,
1: yeah, I and I and I agree with that. I, I
0: agree with that 100. percent. But I think I think, I, the Brown, I think the Browns are still down there because listen, the way Baker Mayfield's playing right now, um, that is Andy Dalton level of play that we we're seeing from him right lower,
1: now. Lower, lower,
0: lower than that. Uh, it's very similar. That's not good enough to win a playoff game. He was very good last year, and he's why part of the reason why they were able to get to the playoffs, win that game against Pittsburgh, but. Man, if they pay him, they are making a real, real, real mistake because he yeah. has looked terrible this season.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree. With I, now to to kind of stop talking about the past because the past always makes Bengals fans mad. Uh, the future optimism, I agree with your statement. I Joe Burrow, you know, I think you know, going to the national media perspective, I think he's going to change a lot of people's opinions on the Bengals. And I really think the new management of the Bengals kind of getting on this little side tangent. The new management of the Bengals is kind of changing its perspective on free agency and, and paying outside people to come in and try to help the team win. And
0: yeah. I
1: think it, this is kind of the first year and kind of getting back to the Green Bay game. It's kind of the first real test of combination of good draft picks plus good free agency pickups. And it's kind of a culmination into a week five game against, you know, the Green
0: Bay Packers at home. The Packers. Yeah. I mean, Here's what I'll say. I think that despite the fact that they made – so the last time Bengals made the playoffs was obviously 15. And 16, they were pretty good. 17, they were all right. 18, started 3-1 and one, and then went right downhill. It feels like since maybe 17 or 18, they've been building to this exact point. And with the Bengals, it takes longer to do everything than it does any other franchise. Um, So this is a long time coming. And I think that's a really good thing to have a young team that hasn't been around for all this heartbreak. Uh, You know, the Browns are exactly evident of, of that. You know, all their guys that were or most of their guys that were on that playoff team last year save. Joel Batonio, Miles Garrett, and probably a few veterans. None of them were a part of that. 0 and 16 season. A- and very few of them were on that one and 15 team. So. You know, having those guys that aren't familiar with such seasons, I think is really helpful trying to gear that mindset towards the future. Um, and the Bengals have a great opportunity on Sunday for proof of concept. Um, you know, Beating the Steelers as they are currently constructed is one thing. They're not good, but it's symbolic. Yeah. Beating the Green Bay Packers is, okay, this is one you look back on in 2027 and you say, right then and there, we knew that Joe Burrow was the real deal and everything just kind of fell into place from there. And, we, talk, we have been talking about this uh, with every game the past three weeks it's Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, and now this one. If you can win this game, you have Detroit, who Frank Ragnow's out, Romeo Aquara's out, and Dan Campbell is their head coach. Good God. They stand. <laughs> then you got the Ravens, who I still don't think are very good, and, and that's a winnable game. Then you got the Jets, which don't even get me started despite the fact I think we're both going to take them in our picks this week. And then you got the Browns and the way the Browns look right now, that's also a very winnable game. So you win this one stuff kind of starts to get going a little bit. Um, But, and we can parlay that into predictions. I don't think this is the one they win. I, I, I don't think this is the one they win. It's, it's too much for me to say the Bengals are going to beat one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in a season where, with the NFC as it is, he could very well make it back to the Super Bowl. I, I just don't see a way – I see a way, but I don't see it happening that the Bengals can – because he doesn't throw interceptions. He, he dissects your defense. He can make every throw and they have a running back that can do exactly what the Bengals defense is not good at handling. And that's, yeah. yeah. No, I, so,
1: I agree with everything. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. And it's also kind of, I agree that it might be a year early. It might be a year early for, you know, if, if it was next year, I could see it happening for like, you know, we'd have a really good shot to win, but I think that might be a year early, but I don't know. Do you want to parlay? that into your true prediction I,
0: I will take Green Bay I will take them 34 to 31 it just feels like whoever has the ball last wins and I, and despite the fact I think the Bengals defense is vastly improved it is still not nearly good enough to get that stop at the end of the game and and win the game so I'll take Green Bay 34 31 which blows the over under out of the water I think it's 49 Bengals they weren't a half which is where I got them they think they're down to three now so that's a push um I just don't see them having the horses to win this game and I'll, I'll turn it over to you you give me what what, you, what what's going to happen on Sunday
1: I have no idea what's going to happen on Sunday I really have no idea but um you know I'm I, I'm drinking the Kool Aid a little bit, so
0: oh, golly no, uh,
1: no, it's never good. The Bengals Kool Aid is
0: always. Did we switch roles?
1: I think we switch roles. I think I'm becoming more. I think you're becoming more reasonable, and I'm I, I'm slowly becoming more delusional.
0: I think that but just happens with old age.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm almost 22 now. Um, yeah, I'm taking Bengals to win 27-24. Twenty-seven to twenty-four. I
0: will say, if the Bengals hold the Packers to under thirty, I I am very comfortable saying the Bengals win that game, but I just don't think it happens. So that's why I think Green Bay wins. I I just, you do not see a world in which Aaron Rodgers comes into Cincinnati and scores less than thirty.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I, I the only reason I take the Bengals is because if Vegas is telling me they're only giving the Packers three points, there there's something's up. If it was five or six, I'd really give the Bengals no chance. But if Vegas is telling us, you know, Bengals plus three, I, you know, something's up.
0: So, there, I did see a stat where Aaron Rodgers when favored between two and a half and four and a half points on the road in his career is only thirteen and twelve straight up. So, I don't know if that tells you anything uh, because I this feels like um maybe a little bit of a vegas sucker spread to get somebody um but to me that tells me that you know one Aaron Rodgers hasn't been great on the road in his career uh and two he's not great when he's favored on the road either so take that for what it's worth I still think Green Bay wins
1: also, to be fair, I listened to, I went back to listen to, because I was listening to one podcast. They referenced another another podcast. Uh, Dan on Dan, Dan Lebitard's show in August, Aaron Rodgers was talking about that one, that last game that they that he played in Cincinnati, the one where the Bengals came back from 14 down in the fourth quarter and won. And he was talking about how you know, he just throws picks in Cincinnati and I, I thought the quote was fake and he's like, no, the quote was real. He said, all I, all I do is throw interceptions in Cincinnati. So, you know, that could be a little mental game, but to be fair, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. So I don't think it really matters what he says out loud. Rodgers.
0: Rodgers. Um, so there's our picks. You got the Bengals 27, 24. Damn. I got the pack 34, 31. Um, one more side note before we get into our spread picks. Uh, Green Bay injury report just out. Josh Myers didn't practice again today. Um, Jair Alexander, no practice. Dennis Kelly, no practice. And Chauncey Rivers, no practice. Elton Jenkins, to uh, limited. Aaron Jones, still limited. Kevin King, still limited. Um, and, and that really appears to be it. Um, even if Kevin King does play, I still feel very comfortable uh, starting Jamar Chase in my FanDuel lineup and starting Joe Burrow and CJ Uzoma in FanDuel lineups. Um, speaking of which, why don't we just start that as a segment? I'll read my FanDuel lineup for the week and, and then we'll get into some spread picks. So my FanDuel lineup this week, which by the way, I've won two weeks in a row now. Um, so on top of the world, I got Joe Burrow as my quarterback. Then I got Kamara, James Robinson, Devontae Adams, Jalen Waddle, C.D. Lamb, C.J. Uzoma, Kareem Hunt, and the Cowboys defense against the Giants on Sunday. That so, is in my, that's, in this that's the fan FanDuel lineup. Uh, I will spin it over to you for some spread picks. We didn't do it last week just because it didn't come in mm-hmm. an opportune time for us to tweet those out. Um, I actually had a pretty good week. Um, I think I was – a little bit over 500 because uh, I had the Chargers on Monday night. But um, give me your picks. Give me three. Give me a lock. Let's hear it. All
1: right. So I'm going to take some that I don't know if you really believe that I would take. So I got Patriots minus nine. I like against that. Against the Texans.
0: Okay. I had, I had Buffalo minus 19 last week. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was easy.
1: Davis Mills <laughs> looks terrible. He's terrible. He's not good. Um, oh, he's he's not good. Um, I have Panthers minus three against the Eagles. Okay. And, you know, I keep drinking the Kool-Aid. I keep drinking – not Bengals. I keep drinking the Mahomes Kool-Aid. Chiefs minus two and a half.
0: You're going to snake – you're going to snake poison me on that bet because I also love the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, also um, – also, uh, Patriots is my lock. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I have the Bengals plus three and a half, but that's not going to be one of my three um, picks for the week. Um, my three picks for the week are going to be the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 okay. catching three and a half on Sunday morning over in Britain at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Against hey, to a Falcons.
1: Hey, to be fair, I saw a tweet. It was really funny. It said, uh, "The war crime: uh, the U.S. giving uh, the people of London jets. Falcons should be considered an act of war."
0: Dude, the game next week is even worse.
1: You ready for this one? Jags who? Dolphins. Oh dear God! I'm surprised they don't like declare war. I mean, that's bad. I mean, that's, that's really like,
0: bad. The, it's disrespectful. The, the, did you see my tweet the other day? I said the loser of these games should be relegated and have to play in the Premier League and play soccer the rest of the season. <laughs> because it's well, yeah. really bad if you lose either of these games. So I got yeah. the Jets plus three and a half. I think they went out right because I think, I think they might have turned somewhat of a corner. Uh, I think the Titans are god awful. Um, but mm. I think they do beat the Jags this week. And, and I want to talk about the Urban situation for a second after this. Got um, okay. I also have the Chiefs minus two and a half. This it about, feels yeah. it feels like the wrong team is favored. Or the, yeah, because the Bills have been playing really well, but it's the Chiefs at home. I'm gonna I'm gonna take them. If I get burned again, they're on the do not bet list the rest of the season. Then my lock of the week, going chronologically, is going to be the Indianapolis Colts on Monday night at Baltimore. Catching seven. I can't explain why I like them, but I don't believe in the Ravens, one. The Colts seem to be getting healthy, number two. And three, it just feels like Baltimore only plays close games this season. So I will gladly take these points um, with the Colts plus seven uh, on Monday night in Baltimore. Kind of crappy Monday night game, but um yeah you know you get to see when Urban- so yeah so Urban Meyer obviously we're a Bengals podcast did the did the Bengals ruin him? Did we break uh, Urban Meyer?
1: I don't think we broke Urban Meyer I think Urban Meyer's been kind of I think he's had questionable character for a while now. I don't think this is just something that just kind of sprung up on us.
0: I don't think. I don't think this is anything really new. I mean, it's. I feel like it's one thing if he's going to stay back and not travel with the team, but at least like maybe it's a funeral or family yeah. illness or you at least have like a charity event maybe. No. He just wanted to go get drunk at his restaurant up here in Columbus.
1: Yeah, and I I've I heard a lot of like NFL players talk about how that never happens, how that is something that does not happen. A head coach always flies back with the team.
0: It's a really bad look for Urban, and if I were to venture a prediction, I would say I don't think our boy Herb's going to make it to a second season with the Jags.
1: Yeah, you know what? I don't think so either. And I think that's really best for the Jags organization. I I I really, I really do. And and to be fair, they had a pretty good draft. I think they drafted some good guys in that draft. I I really do. I think Trevor Lawrence. I think Travis Etienne's going to be really good, brother. Uh, Um, Better than
0: James Robinson.
1: You know, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, well, I think they could be a good one-two punch. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think the Bengals broke Urban. I and, and you know, to be fair, the might this might be best case scenario for Urban, too. I think he's in over his head. You know, I don't think the players respect him. The, the players don't respect him. No, um, according to almost every insider report, they don't respect him. And I think that, and I know this is a rumor, blah blah, blah he's probably not going to do it, but USC for Urban would actually be. Actually, be a pretty good job for him, and I think it would actually be good for the USC football program.
0: Um, I will only say one thing and then we'll get a trivia question. Um, as somebody that really likes to see Trevor Lawrence fail, I love this because wolf, um, he could get Joe he, Brady, he could get Joe Brady or be enemy, somebody. I think that's that's got the enemy written all over it. Um long story short, don't think my boy, our boy, well, not even our boy. He he doesn't he, he's he's gone from Ohio State. I vastly prefer Ryan Day. Um Urban, I think is not long for the NFL world. Um so be that what it is. Uh trivia question, then we'll get out of here because we got the Astros up one-nothing on the White Sox right now. Shout out Jake Spewack. Um, go Sox. At least I'm cheering for the White Sox. Go, Stros,
1: go Stros, baby. Go Stros. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, you're not cheering for the White Sox. Um, trivia question. Um, I didn't Google anything, so I think I'm just going to try to sit here and think of one for a second. Unless you have one. Um,
1: all right, I'll, I'll give you one. I saw on Bengals Twitter today. All right. And I, I'm guessing you've already seen this, so – I have what is the career? The for what is the Bengals' career record against the Green Bay Packers? How many times have they play? They played 13 games.
0: Um. Well, let's see. Since we've been alive, they won in 13. They won in 09. Yep. And they won in 05. So that's three. I'll figure they've won twice. I would
1: say five and eight, seven and six. They're over five hundred against the Green Bay Packers all time, and that stat means absolutely nothing. But it's kind of interesting to it's kind of interesting to see that they're over five hundred. Well, the past is
0: very important. How many banners do you have?
1: I right, well, we have zero as a uh, <laughs> we have zeros out of all of our fandoms. We don't have a lot, so. <laughs> Uh, shout out Jake Snead, IU. They still suck, but um, yeah, IU football is playing really well, and their basketball team—they actually might make the NIT this year, so they're looking pretty good. But I cannot uh, wait
0: for college basketball to start back up. By the way, I think this season awesome. is going to
1: be awesome. awesome. It's, I think I think this season is going to be one of the, you know, one of those seasons where anybody can win. And
0: oh yeah, and I think. I think sorry,
1: don't say, to, it. don't say it. You're going to say Purdue. Stop.
0: I am going to say Purdue. Jaden Ivy. Zach Eady, Travion Williams, they got some – they got some dudes. And Matt Gaynor never gets the credit he deserves as being a really good coach. I
1: know, I know. Now, we're getting a little bit out of our target market here
0: but uh, with Purdue basketball. But,
1: um, no, I, I, I course, think it's to I gonna think Indiana
0: is going to be pretty good too. But Purdue – Purdue yeah. has a chance to be really good this year.
1: Yeah, no, they do. They do for sure. They do for sure. Uh, no and Reds update, playoff date. Base- yeah, yeah, no Reds up, no Reds update. They suck. Playoff baseball starting, which is awesome. Love playoff baseball.
0: Um, did you see my tweet last night? I did not. It's against my religion to cheer for MLB teams whose payroll is over two hundred million.
1: Oh, I did. I liked it. I did like it. I, liked I thought it. Yes, that I did.
0: really funny. I was watching the Dodgers and I had the yep. Cardinals money line, and I thought yep. that was really funny. I thought that was really funny.
1: My game was actually
0: really bad last night. I'm sorry, really Who bad was-
1: game the game last night was really hard to watch both wild card games were really bad. Yeah. Um, I think it's just hard when it's a one game, anything can happen. I, there's not enough strategy. Uh, it, 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 there's, there's too much strategy really actually, because so you're,
0: you're in favor of moving to a three game wild card. Yeah, I would be. I agree. I be. Well, all right. Um, I think that's an episode. I think we got on here. We got what, what needed to be done, done. Um, And yeah, so Bengals-Packers Sunday at one. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Matt Lafleur, Zach Taylor. um, Should be an old Wild West shootout. So with that, I think we leave you with a who day. Who day.